We might have a new intro Great. music as well. Oh, yeah. oh, oh really? Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, and welcome to episode uh, five of Front Seat Gamer. Yeah. It is. Can't believe we're up to five already. Feels like only last month <laughs> that we started this podcast. Um, I'm your host Nick. I'm here with Blake. Hi. And Severn. Hey, man. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Jeez, uh, put me right in the front seat. Um, front seat. I, I yeah. have a game oh, right. Yeah. You're in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I, I can't actually remember anything very exciting I've been up to this All right, week, well, so... Wow. If you can't remember anything, I, I can remember so. something you yep. and me have been up to, yep. and that was playing Cards Against Humanity yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I played it for six and a half hours. As <laughs> as a marathon. Ah. I, I think I've I've played it a few times, and it's usually lasted a couple hours, mm. and it's it's really fun for those yeah. couple hours. I don't know that I could keep it up for that I long. I think what kept it up was um, about half the people left. And okay. then I was going to pack it up, but then we got some new blood in. Right. Eric, our lead artist, came in, uh-huh. who was pretty hilarious. And a support guy came in before he started the night shift. Okay, yeah. sure. Also, a lot of alcohol. Oh, yeah, that too. There was a lot of We alcohol. went through a lot of beer. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's, I mean, that's pretty important for that game. Yeah, it is. I think the looser you are, the yeah. funnier it gets. Yeah. Um, but don't drink if you're underage, kids. Just... What's unless you're playing Cards Against Humanity, then it's fine, I think. Right? Yeah, I think that's fine. That, that's, yeah, yeah, good. good. You can drink uh, as long as you've got a card in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, is if you're driving and drinking and playing, and you've cards. got a card in your hand, yeah. it's it sort of cancels out, and the police just give you a warning. Mm. Um, uh, I I've been uh, playing Magic this weekend. The new set is officially out. Oh, nice. Um, so I bought a box yesterday and I played a a sealed deck with my girlfriend today. Ooh. Sounds pricey. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was not cheap. It's like for a box. It's like 170 bucks. Oh, what? <laughs> so much Holy money. Crap. But um that's going to last like a, a month probably. No, that so still doesn't sound that great. Well, that's like a like mu- I can well, a month of like regular playing okay. of a game. That I enjoy, and then I'll have the cards left over, and I can combine yeah. them into other decks. Are you, look, like, are you looking forward to playing people in the office? Uh, yeah, if they'll if they'll play against me. Oh, that, are you no. are you are you like top dog or something? You're the God, gym leader. No, no way. Uh, we've got some very very good magic players ah. in the office. I mean, Chris is an ex New Zealand champ. Oh yeah, you've got Eric um, as well. Is Eric good? Yeah, he, champ he had of some a cup sort? for a little while. He had a cup. Yeah, he had the cup. Like it went from Chris to Eric. What, just what? With the office cup? No, no, the like actual the New Zealand? official, like, yeah, yeah, the oh, New man. Zealand oh, cup. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's incredible. That's, that's, that, that's when I started. Okay. Uh, Eric had this massive <laughs> up on his desk. Um, and Reese? Reese is very, very good. Mm. Um, Mark Mark plays. Mark is very good. Uh, Carl is pretty good. Um, we've got uh, Mike, who is our, uh, Mike Fitzgerald, who is our server guy. All right. He, uh, He's like a magic judge. What? He's like a qualified judge. What? So he knows a lot of stuff. He's very good. His, does he, he sit also, on? Does he sit on on games? 
Uh, sometimes, yeah, when when we've got like a rules query, we'll Ooh. ask him over. Um, but he's he also builds these ridiculous decks that are just oh. very powerful um, and very expensive. If you think one hundred seventy dollars for 34, 36, 36 packs of cards is a lot of money. See how much he spends on sixty cards. Thing is, is, <laughs> is that is that a deal that that box that you brought? Like, if you were to buy individual packets, would that equate to like double the price? It wouldn't be double. It would be uh, like closer to two hundred. Okay, maybe okay. like that's not too bad. So you got a little bit of a discount. Nine years. Yeah, it's definitely bulk. it's definitely cheaper for buying in bulk. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. For I mean, I could theoretically, if I was so inclined, buy a mm. box and then just start selling the packs individually to people at work. <laughs> Carl wanted to buy some packs for me, and wow. I may yet let him. I'm, I don't know that I'll exactly make a giant profit out of it. That's not the goal. But there was a discount. That's all I'm saying. I slept with a store lady. No, I didn't. Oh, um, You're in deep. <laughs> <laughs> You're dealing on the side now. I, oh, man. You have no idea. Uh, that was what I did this weekend. Oh, also I voted in the on Australian what? election. Oh. Yeah. Who'd you vote for? Oh, can, do you mind oh I don't know. If... Um, I don't mind it disclosing. It was Rudd? a state election. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if Rudd is even in the party. That's, I guess that's the only name I know. Kevin, what, Kevin Must... Rudd? Yeah. Who's the, well, who's the current prime minister? Oh, Tony Abbott. Yeah. He's a... People don't like him, right? He's a oh, onion-eating slob. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I heard he ate some onions or something. Yeah, he ate an onion. There's a, there's a great right. vine of him biting into a raw onion and chewing. They say... Body. Have you heard that thing of um, an onion tastes exactly... Like, an onion technically tastes exactly like an apple. It's just your sense of smell that... Um, I haven't heard that. I have. I tried okay. it once. Tastes like an onion. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's not true. I think that's just a thing they say to make you bite into Probably. Onion. <laughs> um, although there's those berries that like turn off your your sour receptors yeah, or whatever. I've heard, the I've miracle heard berries. Yeah, yeah. I've got some at home. I should I should try eating an onion. Yeah. Yeah. I had it like a beer um with those and it tastes oh, like lemonade. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Um so yeah. I voted for the Greens, by the way. Oh, cool. So, very left-wing. That's good. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything, anything else? Happened? Our, uh, our, our chili plants sprouted. Oh, yeah, but that's not newsworthy. That's not, I mean, not really. It is for me. So I was excited. So, you guys have been growing a chili plant. Yeah. Because Blake loves hot sauce Not Not any regular food. chili plant. It's a uh, what are Carolina, the Carolina Reaper. Reapers. Yeah, it's the hottest chili in the world. Okay. Two million Scovilles. Mm, Up to... Up to two million scovels. Yeah, I bought some hot sauce that said up to two million scovels. Uh-huh. It was nowhere near two million yeah, scovels. Yeah, I remember you were pretty disappointed. Yeah, I was. The heat. Yeah. That's a shame. Mm. How much was it? The the, the hot sauce. Uh, I think it was like 18 bucks. Uh, I guess that seems like oh, a good price. One magic card deck? Uh, card. <laughs> one magic card. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come on. It's like two. three and four fifths. How many lands whatever. do you get out of that? You get one per pack. Shut up! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't make uh, fun of me, man. Um, yeah, but I guess that I guess that's all we've been doing. Yeah, um, I actually can't think of like what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's so sad. Well, it, was there any news this week? So there's news, but I can't talk about it because I've been <laughs> playing it. 
It's um, Bloodborne came out. Oh yeah, I'm real sad because for some reason I just I just assumed it would come out on PC, uh-huh. but it's like the most exclusive PS4 yeah. exclusive, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was well, like it was, Dark Souls Two is also a PS3 exclusive. Yeah, so I'm hoping then, I'm hoping that eventually it will come out. It's probably a timed exclusive. Mm. Um, but at the moment, think, at the moment they're saying it will absolutely never come to anything else. Mm, mm. Okay, I've, I've got a question for you actually. Uh, both of you can chip in here. What do you think of exclusivity? I I don't like it. You but then like again, it? the thing is, I'm a PC player. Sure. And well, there are I, PC exclusives. We work for one. True, true. But is that more out of convenience than we got to... Yeah, we, I, it's it's currently because yeah. like it doesn't make sense to have yeah, it on yeah. a console. I mean, like, I mean it, Diablo 3 came out on console, but that was like a specific console version that they right. they did extra stuff for. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. rebuilt in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, um, but you, do you think console exclusives are... Oh, I don't like them because unhealthy? I want to play everything on a PC. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. super biased. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about the console wall wars. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, there you are sitting without Bloodborne. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> um, I, I'm all for it. It sucks that you have to buy two consoles to play everything yeah. and, a, and a computer. But it's that whole thing where forgetting about Nintendo, aren't we? Oh yeah, but then three consoles. Really, yeah. oh. But they're a mobile. They're a mobile company. Coming out with that Mario Crossy Road clone, <laughs> Jumpy Pipe, yeah. um, Flappy Bird, Flappy Mario, Flappy Mario. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I see why they exist. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. great way for a developer to get a whole bunch of money for their yeah. for their I, game. I also wonder how many. Um, yeah, because they get money up front. Yeah, the publisher. Yeah, I mean the the, the console manufacturer mm. pays for it to be exclusive, yeah. and because they're hoping that people will buy their console. Yeah, they yeah. want it to be a console seller. Mm. Um, so I, I totally understand. And I, now, actually, now that I think about it, towards the end of the last console life cycle, were there many exclusives? Yeah, man. The Last mm-hmm. of Us? Sure, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair point. That's the only one that comes off um, the top of my head. Titanfall was exclusive yep. to one console, and, one. but it did come out on PC. Oh, on Microsoft platform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was on three different yeah. platforms. <laughs> so, sort of. It was basically but, exclusively not they, PlayStation. They, the thing is, like, <laughs> um, when they do these announcements for things, they do like to say exclusive only on oh, yeah. whatever... And just sort of brush aside that it's also coming out on PC. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's that's always mm. struck me as a bit weird. Um, hmm. Well, uh, I've got a note here. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about some uh, some of the other action RPGs that are on the horizon. Have you seen um, the games that I've listed here? Lineage, Eternal, and Lost Ark. I've seen uh, Lost Ark was the it's the Korean. They're both um, massive Korean, gorgeous coming looking from, yeah action RPG. And yeah. I haven't seen anything about Lineage Eternal. When did that? So was that announced? Lineage. Do Wait, you is know that the one the that goes up the stairs? There's like I remember a sequence in a in a trailer where someone's running up some stairs and the stairs like blowing up behind them or something. If it's a three quarter view, actually that yeah. that kind of sounds like Lost Ark footage. What you're describing. Damn it. Because there is a moment in their Lost Ark trailer where 
there are a group of people being chased by this um, fire-breathing dragon type thing. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no, I know the one you're talking about. No, I think Lineage Eternal, I'm pretty sure I've seen the trailer for that as well. It's quite old. It was like a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's that's the, the yeah. uh, surprising thing about it because what happened was this was after Diablo 2 and there was that lull. Like, yep. everyone was being quiet. No one was really working on an action role-playing game. Uh-huh. And um, you see Lineage Eternal being announced. Mm-hmm. And it was this massive... Do you remember that trailer? I I don't, sorry. Okay. Well, Lineage Eternal was announced. Amazing looking thing. And apparently when um, Blizzard announced that they were making Diablo 3, they were just mm-hmm. like, all right, shut the doors. We're not we're uh-huh. not even going to bother competing with these uh-huh. guys because they're oh, going to wow. like, slant. Like, yeah. They're going to kill us. Uh-huh. Well, this, this is what I've heard. So they just canceled the project quietly? Yeah, they, they just shut it down. Yeah. And um, apparently... But they're kicking themselves. Well, the the vibe that I'm getting is that, um, you know, since Diablo, it was a success, but I don't think it was as big as a, a success as, like, Blizzard was thinking. Mm. Uh, Maybe. They, it broke sales records. It, was, it sold more than they were expecting, Blizzard, judging Blizzard by their... Blizzard games s- always break sales records, though. <laughs> I mean, it's a, <laughs> so you- it's a stupid thing to say, oh, they always do that. Ugh, they gone. do. <laughs> well, it, four million copies. Yeah. Oh, um... It wasn't. It wasn't a critical success, mm-hmm. but it was a commercial success. Mm-hmm. I um. And I got the feeling that there was a pretty big. I mean, after the initial uh, rush to play it, there was a mm-hmm. pretty big drop off. Well, it was that bloody. Uh, there was that network error. You know that first day. Error. error oh 32 yeah. Or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. I remember, remember that? that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was because they yeah. sold away more copies <laughs> than they were expecting. Mm. <laughs> Um. Uh, I I mean, I think that it was hugely successful mm. for Blizzard. It just yeah, and it, I mean, for that that's a game. There, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if people drop off, yeah, because there's no cause subscription there's no for subscription. it. Yeah. I think that's almost a thing. Like, there was that you, big initial rush, uh-huh. and then people started dropping off, and yep. and the idea was that oh look, look at all these people dropping off. This is a massive failure. Yeah, but they all paid. Yeah, but they all paid up front. They're not paying the any subscription for it. You know, it's right. not World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. But the Diablo three was built sort of to support that marketplace too. Yes, and, that's true. And but that, that came off as really dirty. Uh, yeah. Well, so there's a uh, there are a few different elements at play there. Like, first of all, it really encouraged like the the Chinese farming market. You know, yep. like the people who would play. They were hired to play the game, find rare items, sell it. They would. They would make a few cents or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and the item drops were tuned around the ability to go onto this global auction house and buy items from anywhere at any hmm. time. And so, I, like, good item drops became very rare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So suddenly, the auction house is the main way to advance, mm-hmm. and so then playing the auction house game becomes the main way yeah. to advance. Um, um, what happened to me because you know they have they have the gold auction house and then they had that real money auction house. Mm-hmm. Um, I just stuck to the gold auction house and I totally ruined my experience because mm, I just because bought all the best gear that I could right. and I just walked through the game and was yeah. completely bored. <laughs> like I thought yeah. it was a great idea going into it, thinking, "Yeah, this is being great." You'll gear yourself up. Yeah, you gear myself time, up. But then you were overgeared. Yeah, and then I was wet, massively overgeared. Yeah. Challenge is important for fun. yeah. Yep. Um. Oh yeah, so so that came out. Yep. And 
Well, th- they've brought it back. Mm-hmm. And another one that just popped out, I, I think a couple of months ago, was uh, Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Yep. And I think that... So that's is the Korean one with the really incredible trailer, right? It's very beautiful yeah. looking. Yep. It uh, looks like the combat's pretty cool. Yep. There's like a, it's also really eclectic. Like there's a scene where there's like a wizard who's like pumping spells out, and then he's in a mech, and then he's got a gun. He's got everything. Oh he's yeah, like, got a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, Lost Ark is crazy because um, they they had footage where they jumped inside a pirate ship, sailed around oh, the, the ocean, and I'm guessing like it has that kind of mechanic yeah, yeah. too in there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hints at a huge open world. Yeah, but. Um, like doing Assassin's Creed kind of stuff, like chasing down a person, knocking them down, oh, wow. sitting on benches, that kind of thing. Sitting on benches. <laughs> it was really crazy. That's what I really want out of my yeah. action RPG is some bench sitting. Um, so I remember watching that trailer when I think the day it came out with Chris and Jonathan, mm-hmm. um, and they pointed out some very interesting things. That, like for example, when you look when you look at that game, there's these massive, beautiful set pieces. Mm-hmm. There's a siege and a castle, and like you're running away from this dragon that's breathing fire, all this other stuff. You can't do randomization in those situations. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So you you can't. It, it just kills the replayability. Yeah. Like our game, because every area is random to some extent. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of replayability. It's a fresh experience yeah. every time. You don't know exactly where you're going. Mm. You're you're gonna kill monsters along the way. You're gonna have a good time. If you know exactly where you're going, mm. like it just it's like okay, I'll just race over there I'll skip these this pack of monsters um, you know exactly it just it, I remember playing Titan Quest uh, on the on the second time around and, and I was like I think I got up to act two and I was like I can't keep going oh, yeah. I know what's yeah. hap- I know what's gonna happen I know exactly where I have to go mm. it's just I'm bored hmm. well did you get through all the content in, in Titan Ti- Quest yeah uh, I mean I beat the game yep. and then I, I did like the second playthrough on like the higher difficulty or whatever yeah and I, I was just, I got really bored because mm. there, it was just the same areas. There wasn't any anything fresh or new about yeah. it. Yeah, but you're looking at a studio with limitless resources, so I think they're going to continue. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, adding content, even if it's not, um, you know, randomly generated, and it doesn't have that much uh, replayability. Do you think that um, they're hinting at an open world is sort of like their way? Of uh, fix like combating that instead of being, you know, all randomly generated, they just have a giant world to explore. I don't think it's going to be open world. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know how that would even work. Um, I mean, it, a, a very important part of an action RPG is you are killing monsters on the way to a thing. Mm. If you are not directed towards something, you, well, maybe okay, maybe not open world, but just a ju- massive, massive world. Massive, massive. Yeah. yeah, even that seems like we have. We have some areas in our game that are quite large. Mm. Like we've got uh, Solaris Two, which is this very large area, yeah, very sprawling. And I, I mean, I love our game. That is a bummer of an area to play through, though. <laughs> like it, you, if you've done a couple playthroughs, that is it. Just because it's uh, the same, you know, everywhere in it. No, it's just because it's really long, and you oh. don't really know where you're going. Okay, like. Um, that's that's an instance where size and 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 variety actually hurts mm. because I don't know where the end point is. Yep. I there's and I know there's like a whole bunch of different corners. I know at some point I have to turn a corner and there's going to be mm. like the little run up where the, the, there's the warp pad and you yep. Diallo or whatever. Um, 
but because that that is such a, a maze like area mm. and it's so long and there's also these big open areas so i have to go all the way around each yeah. edge to find the exit mm. you know um that just sucks <laughs> and if imagine doing that imagine if like Severin's favorite game gta mm-hmm. was an action i can RPG. imagine yep if you had to oh. kill every civilian along the oh, way. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that'd be horrible. <laughs> right? But, but what, I, what, what I'm hinting on is that I think Lost Ark is going to have a couple more gameplay elements in it than your traditional they're, action role. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're hinting at a lot of different things that you can do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, it looks awesome to jump mm. into a mech and, and mow dudes down. And, <laughs> but here's another thing I'm thinking about. When I'm looking at that trailer, I'm thinking, have they got these, like, quirky mechanics and, like, you're jumping on a boat and you're jumping inside of a mech? Is that because they couldn't sustain the fun of normal gameplay? Are these there to break up the monotony? It's like, uh, uh, like the the way that like StarCraft Two, every map had a gimmick mm. because the eighth time you build a base and and kill your enemy, it, you get bored. You know? I, th- I think it's just more variety. You're um. Mm. You're spending more time in the world maybe doing other things and you're showing off armor again. I mean, if, so if, if they have the resources, they might have just said, let's put more and more and more and sure. it just ended okay. up like that yeah and it's completely speculative because i don't know when is it actually even coming out i haven't heard yeah or anything yeah i don't think yeah I, so i think I, it's a while we're just gonna have to play it and see really i mean there's the a good chance it'll never even come out yeah um i'll uh, come out outside of korea like yeah yeah that to me looks like a game built from the ground up for mm. a korean market thing um, thing i don't like it's, pet, it's a real pet peeve, though, is um, and something that our game does really well is starting off with crappy-looking armor mm-hmm. um, because I've played quite a few, like, Asian MMOs, and you start off looking... Looking awesome. Yeah, like, looking awesome. I remember playing Terra. Oh, yeah. And, and you look like a total badass. Yeah, from the he's like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> and you're in, like, a gorgeous neighborhood. Yeah. I didn't want to leave the starting yeah, island because yeah. it was just so cool. Um, and I, I like that... Um, you know, that feeling of progression when you start off with really in rags. Sure. And you end up looking like a complete badass. Yeah, but if you're a badass the whole time. You're a demigod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, uh, there's this. Eric always likes to talk about putting the resources where people will actually see them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've got beautiful armor and you have to play through the entire yep. game and you get out to like the expert level to see it. Mm hmm. Uh, and you're spending tons of time making that armor. That's a, that's, a that's poor allocation enough, yeah. of resources, right? Mm. So I, I can see both sides of the uh, argument. Make, make your rags really beautiful. Really beautiful, beautiful rags. Yeah, get some dynamics in there. Yeah. <laughs> Flowing rags. But also... You can see every thread. <laughs> <laughs> also, the um, the ability uh, to see higher level players in that awesome armor. It's very aspirational yeah. for the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, um, that's sort of part of... Like what works in our unique system is having oh yeah some very some very rare and very interesting uniques um, that are also really visible when the player is wearing them. Mm. You see them and you go, "Wow, that dude's got a setup." Yeah, and I want that setup. Have um have you guys found any uniques yourselves while playing our game? Yeah, yeah, tons. Yeah, have you not? I found one and I couldn't use it. Which <laughs> what unique was it? It was a oh, I I don't know what it was. It was a it was a sword. I don't remember what it was called. Okay, it was a big sword, and I yep. and I play a um uh, a hunter, a, a ranger. ranger. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I second okay. I second guess myself on that one. So it's okay. I, I'm always doing it. The old name for the ranger yeah. is the hunter. Um, 
So you're playing, okay, well, you can... I mean, I'm not complaining. To be fair, you could... I mean, the, yeah, the I, Ranger I, can use that sword if you build it well, properly. Yeah. But you're probably using a bow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining, I'm just saying... Sure. I, I, I'm not that good, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I've found some good ones. I've found... Uh, my last main big playthrough, I got a Carcass Jack, which was a supporter designed unique. Nice. Um which is all fleshy looking and increases the area of effect of all your Oh, cool. And I got uh, Rainbow Strides, which is mm-hmm. some very nice boots that increase your chance to block spells. Rainbow Stride. Rainbow Strides. Okay. Um, uh, Do they have any effect? For our listeners, uh-huh. just so you know, our, our artists don't really need to know the game that well. <laughs> so that's why. Well, we all, I mean, we, we all, all work on it. different things. Yeah. Um, I work on environment true. stuff, so that's I don't true. really know an item as you know. That's true. Yeah, but I bet you know everything there is to know about the coves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Talk to me um, about garden, the garden. garden? Area. Oh yeah. yes, the imperial garden, mm. the maze, everyone's favorite mm-hmm. zone with the. Oh my gosh. Um, also had a lot of fun uh, piling corpses in Linaris Three. Yeah, that was. I that was a I have, actually. Day. I've got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So our game has some really disturbing imagery. That's sort of one of the features. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and artists often look at source material <laughs> yep. for inspiration mm-hmm. and to make sure they're getting details right. What was that like? <laughs> like, when you guys were making well, Lunaris... You see some messed up stuff. Yeah. Um, because I had some really horrifying Google searches... Yeah. Um, but, Give me an example. Um, okay. Uh, meat meat hook bodies or something like that. <laughs> like, um, I uh, the the thing is like Google, you you don't really see anything too horrifying. Uh-huh. Um, and I found that a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of good reference you can actually get just from movies. Okay. And that that actually looks better than in real life because. Okay. They're in they the sort exist, of yeah. They're they're in the sort of same range of like yeah. wanting stuff to look go- as as gory as possible yeah. and ghoulish. Yeah, but uh-huh. sometimes you get car crash photos that you're like, I don't like that yeah. at all. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was wondering about. Like, do you? I, there's there are images that just because I've been on the internet, mm. they're forever burned into my brain. But I didn't intentionally look them up. I I have to assume that yeah. like. Some of our concept artists, for example, have seen some horrendous stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, oh, recently, Sean yep. was working on a, um, a very obese lady, mm. and there there are some horrific images on there. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Say no more. Yeah. We can't, we can't actually say anything else about it. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we sort of can't. <laughs> In a few weeks, we could. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is Act 4 content. Mm. Oh, right. But, uh, yeah, I've worked on some... Spoiler, there's an obese Pretty rough thing. thing. <laughs> the ranger finds a meal. She mm. goes a little overboard. No. <laughs> um, actually, Act 4. I'm excited for Act 4. I'm, I'm very pumped. Um, you guys have all pretty much done your Act 4 stuff, right? Oh, no, you've, you're, nope. you've got some... There's, there's done... Well, mm, there's a lot to do still. <laughs> there's stuff to do. You got some late nights ahead? Um, it's It's planned, so it's fine. Like, like it's it's planned in this in the schedule. Okay. It's stuff I don't have to worry about cool. for a while. Good. Yeah. 
I'm at, I'm at a sort of on the areas I have been working on. I'm at a sort of polish phase. Mm. Well, that's that's pleasing. Yeah, you know, at least you're not it's, like, oh, I've got so much to do. I'm so far away. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I want to end it. Um, it lost arc though. I'm probably gonna if it if it does come out of green, I'll, I'll mm. pick it up. I'm interested to see what they're gonna yeah. do with that. Yeah, because that uh, you know right now they're. They've definitely got aesthetics down. Mm. Yeah. Um, what are you looking at there, Severna? Anything? So I've got some some news. Some news. Yeah, some news. Okay. Um, Renderman. Have you used Renderman? Oh, oh, the Pixar. Yeah, song. yeah. Yes, I I read about this. Yeah. Or I saw a headline. Okay, well, what is it? It's because free now. I, oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Renderman. Go it's, use it. Oh it's God. free to yep, use it um, for everything non-commercial. So use it, just don't do it wow, and make any money cool. from it. Yeah, that, yeah. No, that's cool. I like that. Dude, it, Massive, especially if you're using my. Wow. Um, what is with stuff becoming free? It's it's amazing. I don't know, but I like it. I I think like we should make Path of Exile. Oh damn! <sighs> we make it freer. Oh yeah, we'll pay you to play. Uh, um, I th- I think like it's an incredible time for students. I think. Yeah. Right, because when we were students, there like there were resources, but they were always ogre. game brew. Yeah, there's game brew and ogre. Keep in mind, no zebra. Mm. They do still have to pay like twenty thousand dollars tuition. True. I mean, that's true, but so did we. <laughs> I think it's, it must be higher now, right? It keeps going Probably. up just with inflation. <laughs> inflation and also just because they can. Yeah. There's more demand for it. Mm. Yeah, but um, man, great time to be learning 3D with all this, all, all these free tools available. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. W- one other cool thing I um caught. This week was um. Did any of you guys see the Unreal Epic's Unreal Kite demo? It was that. Nope. Okay. It was I, a little I should have watched it, but I didn't. Okay. I, it was uh, it was yeah. pretty cool. But w- one of the things I got from it was um. There's this new kind of technique where you can take a lot of images of an object, and you can upload the images onto a server. Um, Autodesk has um, solutions to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one two three D catch, uh, Memento. Uh, what they do is they spit out from from the images. They can actually extract three D information from these objects. Okay. And um, the process is called photogrammetry. Whoa! But the cool thing, like the thing that we were hung up on in the office for a little bit, because I think Eric wants to do a lot of um, asset, mm-hmm. like capturing mm-hmm. assets that way. He's done a little bit already, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we had, the results, we, we've played around with the it. The results were really nice. But one of the obstacles is that when you capture, say, a rock mm-hmm. with harsh lighting condition, you're left with shadow information on the rock. Oh, right. right. Which means, like, if you run over to that rock with, say, a torch or mm. something, you're going to see the shadow on it. So you need to it. pick right. you know, a day that is like yeah. overcast or something. And, to, yeah, and or you so, need to light the rock. Bring some oh, light yeah. through there. <laughs> so, so the cool thing about the um, that Unreal um, presentation was that they have a way where w- when they've taken the photos, they actually track, like, know the lighting conditions. Okay. And they can replicate what? the lighting condition and actually remove the light Why? by, by yeah, baking it out. And I was what? like... Dude, this is awesome! Like that—that's the the bullet, the silver bullet. You it's know? incredible. And so, we've just got to figure out a way how to do this, and we can do it yeah. as well. That's but but that was something I was really hung up on, yeah. and I was my mind, like my mind was blown. Mm. I think that's—I mean—that is a thing that probably everyone 
every 3D artist that has done texturing has had to deal with at some point, right, is shadows, bad shadows or something. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Especially if you're using, like, actual reference. Yeah, yeah. Like, hmm. Images and stuff. That sounds um, awesome. I think um, a, a, a good resource is 3D, um, I don't know, CG textures. Yep. And a lot of their stuff is, um, you know, good lighting conditions. Oh, yeah. Which is probably yeah. why you see it in every single game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we've got some forum questions. Uh, we sort of touched on some of these already, so let's get dug right okay. into this one. Um, Ocelix, forum user Ocelix, asks, what are your top three game design concepts an ARPG should have? Do you guys, as Ooh. non-designers, non-designers mm. have any thoughts about this? this is, no, right, I'm actually so curious. I don't know if I have three. I have one. Give me, give me some. I have one is... Uh, give me two. A, I'm a ma- okay, a massive variety of loot drops. Yeah. Right. Sure. That's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think my thing is customization seems to be the thing. Okay. Um, which is pretty much item. Yeah. But, sure. um, yeah, that seems to be where I think Path of Exile really hit it right. Um, and I think that was the big... Like, I never played much of Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. But I hear that you couldn't really customize characters all that much you still could be wrong even, yeah there's so the i mean the rune system does allow for some flexibility but yeah but it's like five options per mm. skill as opposed to yeah and and there's like what 10, ten or something i mean they they time. really limited that it's yeah it's kind of it, crazy it, it's it sounds like a and there are some interesting permutations you can end up with but it's mm. not anywhere near it's not anything like our gem system, mm. and it's not anything like our item system or yeah. password system. I mean, their item system, their item system's all right now. Mm. Um, they've got some interesting stuff, but it's also kind of like uh, it feels uh, the item system feels very kind of disconnected at some at really at, at points. Like it, like it'll be things like uh, when you use this skill, uh, every eight seconds a meteor will fall out of the sky. Yeah, okay. And you're like, oh. Okay. Is so, anytime you deal this kind of damage, a meteor falls out of the sky and there's an eight second cooldown. Oh, okay. You, I mean, you, that's, that's cool, but I don't get it. Are you saying that just because that's something you've said we can't have in our game? Yes. No. <laughs> um, no. It, it, it just seems like. I mean, I, I love procs. Yeah. But I want the procs to feel like they're. Like they make sense? Yeah, like they're coming from a place that mm. makes sense and that it, it's not like just superfluous damage tacked on. Yeah. I want it to be something that changes the way. You build your character. Like sure. if, if a meteor is falling out of the sky when you're dealing this certain kind of damage on a cooldown, sure, sure maybe you'll deal that that damage once every eight seconds mm. now. But you'd probably be doing that anyway with most builds. Mm. If it were a case of every time you deal this specific amount of damage, yeah, as opposed to the specific type, like or I don't know, you know, like if if there was a different you're, you're, trigger condition, you want uh, a meteor falling down a proc to be more special. Well, I, I I don't want it to be so static. I don't mm. want it to be specifically every eight seconds. Yeah, because yeah, I want I it to you. be like I have control over how often this falls. Mm. Like eight seconds is the minimum. You want you I want, want it, it you, to be as often as possible. Yeah, you want it to. I want to make my character the meteor storm yep. character. Yeah, you know. I get yeah. Um. So that's that's all. I'm yeah. Saying. Um. But I I mean the, the fact that a meteor falls from the sky is cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. We don't have any meteors falling in the sky. You just, you just want, I mean, basically, you just want support gems on that that meteor, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. uh, that's kind of what I you're want, talking about, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you want yeah, that, that meteor to then hit a target and then have a chance to split off and hit other things. And, sure. Yeah. That sounds cool. Or, or, or something. Or something, yeah. Maybe the meteor comes from the ground and mm. knocks things up and while things in the air mm. up another skill that does something. I don't know. Um, so that's that's all I was saying about those. <laughs> um, yeah. One of, the, one of the conditions I think an ARPG has to have, we already talked about this, is randomization. Mm-hmm. Um, people love to talk about RNGesus and how a cruel <laughs> master he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's pretty important for like enjoyability yeah. and replayability that you don't you're not able to predict everything mm. um and that you know it, when you're entering an area you you have a fresh experience you have a yeah you have a general idea of the sort of direction you need to go yeah but in between who knows what you could find you know right yeah mm-hmm. um i mean if, even something like the, the chest system that we have mm-hmm. our ambush chests which yep. are um there's a few different random elements in there. Mm. First of all, you don't know when or where you're going to get one. And that's not really that mm. uncommon amongst action RPGs. But when you do get one, you don't know what will happen when you open it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's going to be inside. And you actually have some control over what knowing what, what will happen when you open it. Yep. And you even do have some control over changing what will happen when you open it. How, much, that changing, how much control you mean just... You can re-roll the things. Like you oh. can use you can use our currency to like you can use like a, a yeah. alteration or whatever cool. to, to change what will. I actually didn't know you could do that. I just used identify scrolls on them to see what's going to come out, and then yeah, you can yeah. you can re-roll them. You can corrupt them. You can do all sorts wow. of stuff to them. Um, and and that extra layer of randomization makes those for a very interesting mm. experience. Um, I, because you can choose whether or not it's random. Um, I was I was really excited when the um master stuff came in. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, the the dungeons, yep, the um, Marauder dungeons, yep. Like I would really like more side area stuff that is just completely random. That mm-hmm. and we've got some of that with the the corrupted side areas the and corrupted side like areas. Yeah. And we've got the the master yeah. dungeons, but um, it, it it definitely adds, um, I don't know more enjoyment out of it. You know, you're finding something that is kind of new, unique, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it those are a tricky one though side areas every side area you add means less time spent on the main areas when it also means like more experience gained sure. in those side areas yeah, yeah. so when you get to the next main area it might not be a challenge mm. so there's always, those are a tricky one to balance mm. um, but those are really enjoyable when you find them but they they also make it for an uh, like a memorable experience yeah. at times yeah the the haku missions for example the ones you're talking mm-hmm. about the, the dungeons um like those have spawned their own set of memes because they were really, really hard oh, when cool. they first came out. <laughs> there were some broken things, um, and, and those make for memorable experiences. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing I think a, a action mm. RPG should have is is uh, things that trigger memorable experiences, mm. um, big bosses, surprising moments, mm-hmm. um, and that also just comes back. Is to it? Um, I don't know it. A wide variety of enemies is that uh Ooh, yeah, because I mean original Diablo and this is a long time ago they just had 
white skeletons, then red skeletons, then blue skeletons, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so having a massive array of monsters to fight, yeah. I think, is, is really cool. But I think maybe that was just partly on restrictions at the time. Uh, the well, technology. yeah. I mean, that yeah. was it was also like one of the very first mm. action RPG. Mm. It was like the very first game of its type. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I think monster variety is really important because uh, you need to, when you're playing an action RPG, you need to f- strike a balance between feeling strong and feeling challenged. Mm. So that's where monster variety comes in really well. You have monsters that make you feel strong mm-hmm. because you're you're significantly stronger than them. They're quite weak usually. Yeah. And then you have monsters that make you feel challenged because they're really tricky. Mm. And and they'd probably be like the unique monsters or the, yeah. But even even you know. within that, it's going to be like some builds find this specific kind of unique monster very easy. Mm. So monster the the variety becomes very important. Mm. The 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 more build variety you have, the more monster variety you yeah. you're needing to make people feel challenged and strong. Mm. That was a big thing when um, Diablo 3, maybe last year, had a huge patch that added a bunch of monster variety stuff. Mm. Like you could um, roll you could roll a dungeon that had, I don't know, monsters with crazy elemental effects and all sorts of stuff like that on, and that, mm. that created a lot of um, replayability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's some cool stuff that the Diablo 3 monsters do. Mm. There's ones that like build walls around you, like sort of closing yeah, in. Yeah, they're tough. And that changes... Like if your character does not handle close quarters mm. combat very well, that changes. That that's a moment yeah. where you feel challenged. Yeah. You know, um, I play a demon hunter, mm-hmm. and I so I, I actually found it quite easy to kill things because I was at a distance, and by the time they even got to me, they were mm. dead. And then yeah. these wall guys showed up that boxed me in, and right. they were really really difficult to deal with. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I imagine that that's exactly what, yeah. what we should aim for, and what most I think mm. is important tenant of, of action RPG games design is, mm. is having those moments where you're suddenly un- yeah. finding the situation yeah. maybe it, almost it, out of your control keeps, but not quite. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes a little bit. You, you have to think your way um, through the situation. Yeah. Mm. Um, another question here from Oscilix. Will you ever make games for kitties? It's K-I-D-D-I-E-S, not like felines. For kitties. Not kitties. Although, games for kitties, if you ever have like we a... We do have um, Pur of, Pur of Exile? Pur, Pur of Exile? Pur of Exile. Oh, Pur <laughs> of Exile. <laughs> trying to make a cat pun. Yeah, I don't think trying. it's working. I can, t- I can see you're trying. <laughs> I don't think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've ever had like an iPad game where there's like bugs flying around on the screen mm. or whatever, and you had hold that in front of a kitten, yep. it'll go crazy. I've seen, I've seen internet videos. You? Yeah, there's videos on the internet. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a whole website dedicated to them. Whoa, what's it called? Uh, Is it videos.com? It's uh, internetvideos.org. <laughs> dot edu. Yeah. Um, uh, to answer your question, Oslitz, Oh wow. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I mean, for certainly, I speaking personally anyway. Um, Path of Exile certainly got a mature lean to it, mm. but you can. Like, if you look at, like, some of my favorite games are Mario, for example. Sure. That is that is not really designed mm. specifically for adults. It's not really also designed mm. specifically for kids, but kids can play them. And then there's, like, a level of challenge hidden in there for mature players. Yeah. Even though it doesn't have, like, boobs and gore, you know, it's just... Uh, 
tuned for experienced players and new players. Mm. What about you? I don't see I don't see Grinding Gear making a game specifically for kitties anytime sure. in the yeah, near future. Grinding Gear, no, maybe not. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what about but, um? Uh, what about yourself though? Like you've got yeah, what about side you projects going on and things like that. I am not going to say anything right now, but I'm working on something pretty cool. Okay. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and it could be for everyone. Okay. Is it Diablo Four? <laughs> Who knows? Oh my god. Mm. Who knows? I, I'm going to put it out now. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not for kiddies. It's not. So. It's not for kids. Um, kids could probably play I, it. it. <laughs> Depends on what you mean by sure. kiddies. Like, kiddies sounds, I don't know, like four-year-olds or something. Yeah. What At what level do kids stop being kids and start being just... Children. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think those are synonyms. Consumers. You mean <laughs> consumers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, when yeah. they start becoming dollar signs. So I may, I'm gonna I'm going to take this moment to pimp out my, oh. my first... Video game project. Yeah. Oh wow! If yes. Got an iPhone nearby. Uh, Unstoppable. 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 It looks like it's for kids, but the challenge level is for adults. Nice. Um. Uh. So try that. That's my whirl at making a kids game. How long ago was that? Uh, two years ago. Maybe oh really? Three. Okay. Yeah. I want to check it out. Yeah. Um, it's like a. The idea, I the, the core idea was, you know how there's like endless runners. Mm-hmm. The idea was like an endless puzzler. So you've got like a little robot who's trundling along on the ground. Okay. And obstacles pop up, and he you can't you don't make him jump or anything, yeah. but you put devices in his way that will like knock him up and then across. Oh, okay. Or like pull him up. Yep. Or will bounce him or whatever. There's basically what, just um, what perspective was it? It's side scrolling. Okay. So. Like 2D, but it was made in Unity, and so we had to fake all the 2D. Like it's, okay. it's all actually 3D. Yeah, it's camera. Yeah. It's, it's 2D planes in a 3D yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you, Blake? Um, I've worked on some games. Oh. Did we tell. did we talk about this on episode one, or was it on the um unaired might have been on fake the pilot. episode oh, okay. one? <laughs> yeah, fake episode one. Our episode one. Um, yeah. So I used to work for Rush Digital, and we made, um, we made a few games that are most definitely kid-friendly um flick kick is probably or flick kick is my favorite mm-hmm. and um why, why was it your favorite it was the most simple mm-hmm. it had the cleanest art but were you what, the only yeah, artist? i was the only artist <laughs> what was yeah. flick kick flick kick was a game where you uh kick a rugby ball by flicking the screen with your mm-hmm. finger and your uh, it, it's basically um you're kicking uh, conversions mm-hmm. in rugby, so you're, yep. you're kicking through the the goalposts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, as you progress, uh, you you, know, you get points, and as you progress, the ball gets further and further back. And there's also a wind element as well. Oh, cool. And um, sometimes you'll have to flick way way off to have it arc <laughs> around and yep. um, go in the go in the goal. That was that was a good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like that. It was yeah, it's just simple. Was it well received that game? Um, I think, I think it was. Uh, I think it was our best download, but it was also a free game. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, we had plans to to um, to have like uh, microtransactions for other stadiums, so it was, yep. it was totally cosmetic. And I, yeah. I made a whole bunch of stadiums that ended up not 
being put in and they sort of abandoned it but you can still oh, download no. it yeah it happened with unstoppable as well <laughs> i made a bunch of, i made a whole two other modes there was like puzzle mode where like a static puzzle and there was a specific solution oh okay and um a specific number of was there like a certain number of robot uses to solve it mm. and then um and then rush mode which was like it was the same three puzzles over and over and over again, and it just got faster and faster. And it's oh, okay. how quickly you could assemble a solution. Wow. But if it's the same three puzzles, aren't you doing the same things over and over? Inertia ends up making it a little bit different. Ah, it's weird. Okay. You'll just have to play it and find out, man. Yeah. <laughs> nobody um, nobody I know owns an iPhone. <laughs> I don't even oh, know no, an Chris, iPhone. Chris I have an, an Android iPhone. beta yeah. of the game that just never came out. Uh, what? Yeah, it never came out on Android, even though we got it working pretty well. Um, that's actually all we have time oh, really? for oh, this week. Um, so go and download Unstoppable, and then once you've downloaded Unstoppable, uh, email your questions to frontseatquestions at gmail dot com because we would love to hear some questions from you. Or tweet at us. Also follow us, by the way, because that's good too. Follow us and tweet at us mm. on at frontseatcast. Nice. Um, this is uh this is a good episode. Also, oh, also with, um what? Since we're since we're on iTunes, rate us. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's a thing people always say. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, rate um, us on iTunes. And then subscribe to us on YouTube. We don't have a YouTube yet. No. But we should just put one up. <laughs> it's just something I hear all the time. Yeah. Um we should, but I, we need art for that. Yeah, I, I know we want to do a thing, but But also, um I wanted to mention that some exciting stuff coming around the corner. For the podcast, you mean? Yeah, I think so. Is it Severn's game? <laughs> no. Um, with we might be um using AUT. Yeah, we, we might have some possible Auckland, Auckland University of Technology. We might have some possible yeah. uh podcast studio space. Um, so it's it's a little bit up in the air, but it it's a definite maybe possibly. <laughs> Does that mean no more echo? Yeah, that would mean no more echo, and maybe actually video. Oh my gosh. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to hear, if you want to tell us what to do on video, mm-hmm. follow us at Front Seat Cast and email us frontseatquestions at gmail.com. All right. Uh, this has been episode five of Front Seat Gamer. I've been uh, Blake. <laughs> that's been Blake. <laughs> I haven't been. <laughs> Peace out. Oh, man. Whoa. See ya. What was that? I want all the hot dogs. (laughs) I'll take all of them.